You're listening to the Thriving Mom Podcast. I'm life and nutrition coach Ume Oguta, and I'm here to help you create the motherhood of your dreams without sacrificing your health and well-being. On this podcast, we dive into mindset, strategy, and skills that will help you stop surviving and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hello, hello, Thriving Moms. How are you? Welcome to another podcast episode. What's been happening in your world? So for the past few days, I've been working on putting finishing touches on my brand new coaching experience that I'm so excited to chat about soon. We're just almost there. But it's so interesting because I haven't been feeling very well. I recently found out that I'm severely anemic, which has probably explained why I'm always having colds. I'm still working really hard to get my immune system back to what it used to be. So I've been taking things really simple, working less hours. And because I also work a full-time job, plus having my kids, it gets a little full. So I've just been taking things really easy, but I'm so excited for this coaching experience because I really want to touch and reach out to moms who are so over trying to create this magical holiday and feeling burned out. And then come January 1st, they're wishing for another holiday so they can recover. So in this experience, we're going to work together on creating your own holiday playbook where you'll decide what you want to do, how you want to make that a reality. If you're feeling stressed out about the holiday already or worried about having some difficult conversations, perhaps around boundaries, then you want to join me because I'm going to give you actionable strategies to do that. And you'll be in a community with other moms who are like you, can support each other and cheer each other on. I've never created anything like it, and I think it's probably one of my favorite offers to date. I'm very excited about it. So if you want to be first to know when that drops, send me an email, hello at oliveandbliss.ca. I'll put a link in the show notes or come find me on Instagram. I'm at oliveandblisswellness, and I'm also going to talk about it on the podcast in the next episode. For today, though, we're going to continue with our Rethinking Motherhood series, And last week, we talked about your motherhood identity. This week, we're going to talk about how to name what matters in motherhood for you. So one question that I get asked often is, how do you do it all? People who know me personally or who are in my inner circle or have kind of interacted with me on a more personal level know that I work a nine to five. I have three kids and a husband, and I'm also just finishing up my master's in public health. So I do have a very full life and I'm not at all stressed about it. Like I'm just like happy-go-lucky, la 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 la. I mean, there are days when it's just insane and I work through that. But for the most part, I'm very, I have very little stress or overwhelm. And I always laugh because (laughs) my answer changes all the time when people ask me this question. I can tell you at least three people who have asked the question and they've received three different answers. And this is why. I don't do it all. In fact, I absolutely refuse to do it all. (laughs) No, I don't want to. I have perfectionistic tendencies and my brain likes to see things as all, right? All in quote, all the time. So my work has just been getting my brain to come into the gray area of seeing some as good enough. And it hasn't been easy for me, but it's been 
such a fulfilling work and I'm so proud of myself for the work that I've done. I see this in my clients and I'm able to just show up even more powerfully for my clients who struggle with perfectionism as well. So if you've listened to this podcast for even one episode, you'll know I'm not about, you know, hustling for your worth as a mom. And I think the bigger question is always, how do I have it all? And how do I create a life where it feels very full, yet I'm not stressed or overwhelmed by it? I think that's the better question. And that comes by being, not doing. Not doing all the things. It's just being the woman who has a full life, but is not stressed or overwhelmed by it. So creating that life that's full with little stress and overwhelm comes from being not doing. Just saying it again for the people in the back. I'm going to give you the foundational secret in this episode. You ready? Name what matters. (laughs) That's it. If you take anything away from this episode, that's what you're going to take away. So last week when we talked about your identity as a mom, when you define who you want to be, it makes it easier for you to name what matters because guess what? You have a criteria against which you assess whatever you want to do, whatever comes your way, and then it makes it easier for you to say, yes, I want to do this, or no, I don't want to do that. You see where I'm going here? I'm going to talk about cooking because I think many of us can relate to this. It's like cooking. What matters when you're making a quick stir fry is different from what matters when you're making, you know, soup. And even when you go down to soup, For me, one of the foods I really love is called afang soup, and that's from the region where I'm from in Nigeria. Making that soup is different from making chicken noodle soup. They're both soup, but anyone who has made authentic afang will tell you that afang is a whole day affair. I remember growing up and just watching my mom and my grandma spending hours preparing to make this soup. And not because they couldn't make it quicker, it's just there's a different technique to just getting the ingredients right so that when the soup comes together, it is mind-blowing. So, both soups, neither is better than the other. They're very comforting soups, but just require different things. So be clear on the kind of mom you want to be and start making some decisions that would make that come to pass. And that starts with naming what matters. So the first thing that will help you is just knowing what season of motherhood you're in. Nature is cyclical. And as people who identify as women, I think we're a lot like that. Unfortunately, we live in a patriarchal society. So sometimes we feel that pressure to work in a system that doesn't honor our cyclical nature. And that's okay. We can recognize this, but we can also refuse to let that be a barrier. So think about it this way. Are you in a season where your family is going through some rough patches? Are you all doing great and just really busy? Did you just have a baby? Are you taking care of elderly parents? What are the facts of your season right now? The facts of your season is not, I'm so stressed. That's not a fact. That's your thought about your season. Your season could be, I just had a baby, right? Just having a baby is a fact. Everyone can agree to that. Now, when you say, I'm stressed because I just had a baby, that's a thought. It might feel true for you, and it's okay for it to feel true for you, but that also means that there's room for you to do something about it to help yourself and support yourself. So, if we go back to the example of just, you just had a baby, 
and maybe you're doing nighttime feeds, right? Planning to have a bubble bath is not going to happen because the season of nighttime feeds means you probably don't have a lot of sleep and then you might feel stressed out. So rather than thinking about having a bubble bath and missing having bubble baths and complaining that you don't have time to have a bubble bath, why not just focus on quickly showering and self-care things to make you feel, you know, that sense of comfort. You could go for a walk with your baby. You can nap with them and just let your house be because you're prioritizing your mental health and well-being. It could probably mean if you have other people living with you like a spouse or a partner or kids, You won't always have meals ready to go and your house might not get cleaned and that's okay. I remember before I had kids, I used to have a well-organized house. In case you haven't recognized by now, I have a type A personality and perfectionism is right there on top of that list. (laughs) And I remember this one apartment that I lived at and it was so well-organized. The day I was moving out, the lady asked if I'd come clean for them for that apartment because I did such a great job maintaining my apartment. And I remember when I had my daughter and I would clean the house, I would organize, dust, put things away, and then she started crawling. And I will tell you, the number of times I walked around to pick up photos that she just like threw off the shelf. And it's funny because I remember one day I was picking them up and she was crawling behind me. (laughs) and putting them down again. I laugh now, but I remember then I was just so frustrated. But I had to learn to understand that that was a season where I had a toddler or a crawling baby. So I had to learn to let it be okay to not have photos or have to pick them up all the time. So what did I do? I just didn't put photos down on the ground. I started putting them on the wall. So name your season and understand what's needed. Which brings me to my next point of what's causing you the most discomfort, right? You want to acknowledge it and let your body experience all the feelings. This one is a tough one. And I say this because I coach you moms. I'm going through it. I do go through it too. It's just the natural human behavior. And one thing we're really good at doing as moms is telling ourselves that we don't have time. I don't have time to feel sad. (laughs) I don't have time to acknowledge this negative feeling. But I will tell you, it's just like if your child peed on the rug and you covered it with a piece of cloth and you were like, I don't have time to clean this. I'll do it later. But then you don't. And then five days later, your house is stinky and you're like, what is that smell? Mm -hmm. It could have just been easy for you to focus on the pee when it happened, spray it down, wipe it up and move on. And this is what we do with our feelings, which is why so many of us struggle with emotional eating is because we're so used to shoving all our negative feelings down because we're so busy going, going, going. We don't have time and we think we need all the time in the world to process feelings. But no, you don't need to. If you're someone who eats emotionally, trust me, you already know how to connect with your feelings. We just need to teach you how to get comfortable with the discomfort of those feelings. And that's it. And once you get it, it's so much easier for you to just recognize, oh, I'm feeling angry right now or I'm feeling sad. Okay, what can I do to acknowledge what's happening and then move on? Because until we acknowledge the discomfort that's happening, 
until we acknowledge that this sucks right now, we're always going to come back here. So if you're new mom, you probably dislike having to wake up for the nighttime feeds, right? And still have to do other things during the day. Yes, people will say nap when the baby's napping, but sometimes it's hard. And then if you're not sleeping enough, you're probably stressed out. So I want you to take a moment to admit that it sucks and you feel sad or angry do what it is you want to do if you want to cry if you want to wail if you just want to roll all over the floor if you want to scream into a pillow do what your body is inviting you to do that is how you process the emotion emotions are energy and you can either process energy and make it useful or you can just let it sit and it's going to build up and that's often when it gets destructive This is such a powerful experience when my clients get it because it doesn't take too much time for you to process and then you'll feel better. And guess what? You don't walk around holding an emotional debt and resenting this baby that you prayed so hard for or you loved so much that moment that baby arrived. I mean, isn't that what we want? This is where I love using the power of and, A and D with my clients. Simply just using and to hold to opposing feelings at the same time. So for instance, you could say, I'm happy and I'm sad. I'm unhappy and I'm happy. You're not trying to change your feelings. You're just recognizing what's happening in the moment. So then it helps to ease the pain of holding onto the negative feeling alone. It doesn't solve the pain, but it just makes it a little bit lighter and easier for you to move in a positive direction and find some solutions. And once you find those solutions, you build on the positive and you build evidence and you gather evidence that eventually leads you in the positive feeling. I can't go into details on the podcast, but if you want to learn more, come work with me. I'll teach you how to do this simply and you don't have to worry about sitting and memorizing positive affirmations that just don't make any difference to you so now we've acknowledged what feels really uncomfortable and we've come to process our emotions next you want to ask yourself what if addressed would make a difference in everything else hint hint it's you the thing that a lot of us do is we always think we need more time but imagine if you learned how to honor yourself and keep your word by doing what you said you would do when you said you would do it and if you didn't not beating yourself about it you wouldn't need all the time management planners you don't need all the hacks if you learn to have your back for instance when you didn't eat and not being upset about that and just recognizing oh i did not eat when i said i would next time i'm gonna honor that then you're not gonna sit around spiraling in guilt and shame of whether or not you ate or when you ate I hope this is making sense. So you always want to focus on you. What do you need first? What can you address within you that's going to make a difference? Because you're the common denominator, right? So ask yourself, how do I show up as the person who is able to do whatever it is that you want to do? The whole time having your back and building self-trust. Next, you're going to set the intention to focus on your priority for that season. The thing about focus is because we've grown up in a society that teaches us that it's so great to multitask, we think that by multitasking, we're working smarter. But the thing is, we're actually working harder. If you're doing multiple things at once, your brain doesn't really put the energy it needs to put behind 
getting anything done because he knows you're just going to keep cycling. So ask yourself, how can I show up as a woman who is keeping her word to herself, who has her back, and is doing what she said she would do? Your brain is going to give you all the reasons why that can't happen. But you have to refocus it by asking, what if I knew the answer and I could do it? What would it be? And then stay curious and you're going to realize with time, as you continue to make this your daily intention, you'll find yourself starting to take steps in the right place. So if we go back to the sleepless nights, if you just had a baby, could you ask for help? Could you let everything else just fall apart for a while? While sleep gets prioritized, remember you're the common denominator. When you sleep and you've had a good night's sleep, you're better able to think. You're better able to do what needs to be done. Could you ask someone to watch the child while you sleep? I remember when I had my kids, I would just bring someone in the house for like two, three hours so I could nap sometimes because I really needed it. It was just the students who were going to the university. I didn't have to pay. I just made them a good meal and gave them some groceries and that was it. So for me in this season, when I'm currently just finishing my master's, when I'm in school, I don't clean my house often and that's okay. I don't have a problem with it. I can hire a cleaner if I want to, but I'm not tied to it. I'm not going to make myself feel bad for not being able to do all the things. And this is how I am able to have all the things without doing all the things. Focus will get you faster, better results than trying to do all the things. So before I sign off here, I want to say there's no one way to do this work, which is why I haven't listed like do step A, then step B, then step C, because it doesn't work for everybody. You pick what works and you leave the rest. But I know that you're capable of doing this and I know you can feel less stressed and less overwhelmed. You can have it all. You don't have to do it all. And the key is knowing how to name what matters. I hope you have a beautiful week, my friends. And as always, keep thriving. Thanks for hanging out with me. If you enjoyed this episode, I want you to take that work deeper and implement one thing that you learned this week. And if you'd like to take this work further, come work with me inside my coaching program. You can go to oliveandbliss.ca to learn all about me and how I can support you.